You are tuned in to The Tea Side, a podcast where we talk total health, life lessons, and music. I'm your host, licensed therapist, doula, and music enthusiast, Tanya D. Now let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of The Tea Side Podcast with me, Tanya D. If this is your first time listening, thank you. I hope you enjoy the episode and it won't be your last time. If you like what you heard, make sure you leave a review and subscribe over on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. It will definitely help me out. So today I have Miss Tennille McLean with us. She is the owner of Angelic Faces Makeup Artistry. I've been knowing Tennille for, I'm not going to even say how long because I don't remember. <laughs> it's been it's been over like 25 years, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been 25 plus years, yeah. And we not old, Mm-mm, not at all. <laughs> we are not. No, we are not. So, like I said, she's the owner of Angelic Faces Makeup Artistry. She has been doing makeup for quite a few years. She actually has done makeup for the Dr. Phil show. And most recently, she did makeup for the Eyes on the Prize documentary that's on HBO. So, thank you so much for joining us today. Tell them a little bit about yourself, Ms. Tanil. I am excited to be here today. Thank you so much for asking me, Tanya. To be honest, as many times as I've like talked to people about my makeup and that kind of stuff, I've never done an actual podcast. So oh, that's wow. why I was like asking you all the questions because I was like, now how does the podcast actually work? So I am Tanil McLean of Angelic Faces Makeup Artistry. I am a St. Louis, Missouri-based makeup artist. Uh, I've been doing makeup about 15 years now. So I was like um, pre-Instagram, pre-YouTube university. (laughs) (laughs) When I started doing makeup, I actually, so me and Tanya met in college. Uh, We're sorority sisters. So we met in college and in college, I was not into makeup like that. I mean, I probably used to do, you know, of course the, the little one or two little palettes of wet and wild or something that had the little, <laughs> the little sponge applicator and put a little bit on your eye. I remember having a little makeup on pictures and that kind of stuff, but right. I wasn't into it, into it like that. And so when I got out of college, for some reason, I, I can't really even tell you because again, this is really kind of pre-YouTube. Um, pre-Facebook. This was all before, you know, the whole social media rave started um, or either it started and it was not widespread. Um, mm-hmm. It started and Facebook was like the first big thing or no, maybe back then it was Black Planet. <laughs> Girl. <mm-mm. laughs> right. Um, so when it, social media came about, um, it really, when I tell you, it changed the dynamics of makeup completely. Um, uh, I think yeah. it changed the dynamics of everything. I don't think there's any, there, I don't think there's any industry that really has not been um, changed due to social media mm-hmm. and the whole internet sensation. Um, so our access to um, availability of education and looking up information. You know, back then we were doing papers and going on the quote unquote worldwide web, you know, <laughs> yeah. information and documents and that kind of stuff. Like literally, I remember trying to find information and trying to look up information um, about makeup uh, artistry. And it was almost slim to none. Um, I literally had to go to like Barnes and Noble. Oh, wow. 
um, Barnes and Noble and buy books. I bought a book by Iman, um, the, mm-hmm. the, the model. She, yeah. she, has, she has books. Um, there's another really famous um, makeup artist named Kevin Aquan, um, who he's deceased now, but he's a, a famous makeup artist who wrote books back in the day. Um, so makeup artistry was actually hard to come by. I cannot tell you, I really can't tell you what was my inspiration to start doing makeup, but I just started doing my own makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, people just kind of start noticing. I started experimenting with, you know, more and more, a little bit more here and there. And people would always give me compliments on it. And then I got asked to do someone's makeup for a wedding. And I was just like, okay. uh, uh, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I did do that. And that's actually how I have to remember kind of, that's how I'm able to remember like how many years ago I started mm-hmm. depending on when that first wet that's when I kind of called that was my first makeup job was that wedding mm-hmm. um and so it was about going off about 15 years ago um and it was bad makeup but it was makeup uh, <laughs> it must you mean the makeup itself or your makeup no, job the makeup job that I did for the bride like it was it must <laughs> not have been bad because you're still doing it Right. I, I have evolved completely, totally. But I mean, back then we were just kind of going by the seat of our pants if we had no formal training and I had no training at all. So I was like, I think she had to like go to the drugstore Walgreens or something and like buy <laughs> some foundation. Also mm-hmm. back then, um, it wasn't really, I remember she was a very deep complected black woman. Did they and even have anything then, for her? Cool. No. No, to be honest, they did not have anything that was her color at the at the you know the store where she went. She may have gone to Walk. I'm pretty sure she probably went to Walgreens. We didn't even have CVS mm-hmm. then. Right, then. CVS wasn't even a thing here in St. Louis. So, um, but yeah, I think she went to Walgreens and she got the darkest shade she could find. Like that's that's mm-hmm. basically what we did um, as black women back then. We got the darkest thing that we could find that was the closest to us, and we made it work. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, and that was kind of my first makeup job. And so it really made me want to grow and learn this craft of doing makeup. I wanted to learn more and more. Mm-hmm. And so back then, the the, the biggest teaching um, makeup, I guess, per se, education type of company at that particular time was Mac. Mm-hmm. Mac had come, had begun to be full stream. They began to be mainstream, yeah. and they had, they took the the makeup industry by storm. And first reason being because it's a, it was two guys who started Mac, mm-hmm. um, and the the main thing is is that they started to serve women from the lightest porcelain color, okay, to the deeper you know, melanated skin colors. So they began to put out a vast variety of ranges of, of, of foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, that was huge in the industry then. Um, it, it's, a, it's a norm now, um, but we even still have to fight sometime now for certain colors to, to be, you know, in, in certain lines. But, um, but Mac was really the first ones who did it on a wide stream basis. Um, I think Bobby Brown and Fashion Fair is what we really had to go to yeah. for Mac. And so 
whatever Fashion Fair had um, <laughs> or uh, Bobby Brown Cosmetics. Bobby Brown was was really good. They had some stuff, but mm-hmm. if you didn't go to, and you had to, you know, of course you had to go to a department store. You had to go right. to Macy's or, or Famous and Bar at the, you know, whatever it was right. to get those things. So that wasn't even like mainstream, you know, you couldn't even just walk into a drugstore and pick those up. So um, Mac really transformed the industry. Um, and that was who I really like. I wanted to be a Mac makeup artist. Anybody who was anybody, any makeup artist that was the makeup artist worked for Mac. Like okay. they were they were the it crew. <laughs> yeah. They were, they the were very yes. popular when you went. Yeah. And when you yes. went into the uh yes. department store, they had the whole setup. It was glamorous yes. and exciting. Yes. So yeah, everybody wanted yes, to they were in be there. Black. <laughs> yeah, and they, they wanted everybody black. wanted to get their makeup done by yes. them. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So makeup started being popular then. I mean, it was not to say it wasn't popular, but it wasn't like a mainstream thing, you know, back then. It was just something to do. But they made it fun. They made makeup yeah. fun fun um you know you think about like here locally you know for people from St. Louis they can you know remember like Northwest Plaza so like the Mac store in in Northwest Plaza because they had a standalone store and I and I want to say that they did have a a counter in in Macy's they um, did back then too so like if you work like it was like club Mac I was scared to say it was always popping always (laughs) it was club Mac they had music going I mean yeah Everybody got on a black, they, you know, just vibing and talking. I mean, just buying up stuff, like whatever they told you, you were buying it because you wanted to be popular. Like that's, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, um, my, actually my husband, we weren't married then, but we were about, we were dating and he actually got me my Mac pro membership. He sent in some pictures that I did of a wedding party. It was, a I did my first big, large scale wedding. I did mm-hmm. it was it was in Mississippi in July. Oh and Lord! She had a lot of makeup artists, and they had black dress. I mean, she had a lot of people in her bridal party, and they had on black dress. It was hot as I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, just saying that, I already know. Yes, and so um, and so he got me my Mac Pro membership, um, and I've still I've still got it to this day. I've had it. Yeah, about 15 plus years or whatever. Um, okay. And so what that allowed me to do was it allowed me to train because Mac had the big name makeup artist. So the people mm-hmm. who were the big Mac, big artists that they had, what they would do is those would be the people who they would um, who they would send out to like Fashion Week and do all oh, of the, okay. they would be the Paris people, the New York Fashion Week, the Milan, you know, all mm-hmm. of the big Fashion Weeks. And so when it, when that season was over, they would also have them, you know, here and they would be traveling, doing classes at, all across the country at all of at the Mac stores. OK, um, so is that when you decided to do it professionally after yes. your husband? I was, yeah. Yeah. Like I had the bug by then. I had gotten bit by the bug. Like I was really like, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be a makeup mm-hmm. artist, you know. So that's who I actually was able to take like my first professional like makeup classes from 
where okay. when they would have those artists come to, you know, the uh, come to the local uh, stores and that kind of stuff. Or okay. either they would send out a list of like everything that they would have for that season. I could like travel to Chicago or LA or okay. I could travel to wherever they were going and take a class um, with those makeup artists. And so that was like my first formal trainings that I had with them. Um, and then, then, you know, the, you know, it started to be more popular with YouTube and social media where you were able to, you know, more people were starting to do makeup, mm-hmm. um, you know, those type of things really came about. Um, back then we were probably trying to see how many colors we can get on one eye at a time, like put 12 colors on the eye. Like, right. <laughs> so, I mean, the whole evolution of makeup has come a long way. I mean, there's still some people put 12 colors on their eye, but, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not my, that's not my clientele that I, that I service now. So, um, but it was, it was really, really a good time. It was a good time to Mm -hmm. learn. So I didn't get most of my training. I can say I didn't get most of my training from like social media or YouTube university, which not knocking it at all. But that's where I go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And a lot of people do that and and they got great information on there. Um, a lot of people I know also, too, when I have classes, they say, well, I went on YouTube and I tried to do so-and-so and it didn't look right. I think what happens is, is that a lot of times when you do look at those videos on YouTube and you try to duplicate it on yourself, people are missing the why. So you mm-hmm. can see someone taking this eyeshadow and putting it on their eye and then doing this and buffing it in with another brush and that kind of stuff. And you see them working and it looks amazing when they get done. And you you could even just keep hitting playing playing pause and keep just trying to demonstrate do it as they're doing and that kind of stuff. But if they don't explain to you the why, you still are at a loss. True. You don't know how to how to take what they're doing and apply it to you. And so that's where a lot of people get lost at when they look at just the, you know, just looking at a video of someone doing it and then try to duplicate it. So um, a lot of the thing that I had to, that I really started to get into even after I started doing makeup. So my uh, career path in makeup artistry has gone from me just doing makeup on myself to me starting to do makeup on other people. Um, and when I would do it on other people, I would either travel to them or Mm -hmm. if they came to me, like we would literally be sitting in my kitchen doing makeup. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's, that's what we would be doing. We'd be sitting in the kitchen doing makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have like a makeup chair or anything. They'd be sitting in the kitchen chair. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) we'd have all the blinds and curtains open. So we get as much lighting in there and that kind of stuff. Um, then I actually, um, some years ago, I actually renovated my uh, first, my front bedroom and mm. made that be my makeup studio. And oh, I mean, nice. yeah, I did a totally renovation. It was like, as soon as you walked in the house, you go straight to, you know, walk straight into the to the makeup thing. Like you didn't have to walk all over the house. That was kind of one of the things that I really wanted to get, get taken care of. So people didn't have mm-hmm. to walk all the way through the house and that kind of right. stuff. I also wanted them to have privacy, um, you know, to have privacy. So we were in our in in that room, um, and I made it as comfortable. There was a little love seat in there, and I had painted it real pretty colors and put affirmations mm-hmm. and lips and makeup stuff on the walls and hung oh, TV. Look at so, you. Yeah, I mean, so I yeah, I like tried to make it like literally a makeup suite, and that's what okay. it was. 
Um, and I used it, I used it for some years. And then um, it's been a little bit over three years ago um, that I moved into an actual makeup studio. And so that's where I still am now, which is the Nettie Kelly Makeup Lounge um, in Florissant, Missouri. And I've been there a little bit. It's been over three years since we've been open. Um, and I absolutely love it. I could tell you that mm-hmm. was the best and the scariest decision I ever made. Um, going from a home-based studio uh, or, you know, like a home base where mm-hmm. I don't pay rent. <laughs> right. Basically doing makeup free. in your kitchen. Yes, exactly. Going from free to now paying like booth rent. Like it was the scariest right. decision that I ever made. Um, but it was absolutely the best decision that I made. It was a faith-based decision. I had to step out on faith in order for me to grow. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, and it was the best thing yet. I've never missed making a payment, <laughs> you know, okay. saying like God is blessed. Even when I wasn't bringing in the clients, you know, mm-hmm. then I, mean, I was still able to pay and that kind of stuff. And so it's been absolutely awesome. I, I can't complain. My uh, career path and makeup has journey has been great. Um, and I've started to move and evolve into different things. So I'm, I'm enjoying it. So do you do it full time or most of the time, like in between your regular job all the time? Yeah. You stay no, I'm, I'm part-time. I, I do it part-time. I still work uh, my full-time job. I'm, I've been at Emerson almost 50, it'll be 15 years in October. Um, okay. And I, I still do it part-time. I would absolutely love to do it full-time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many things about that that uh, have to happen in order for me to do it, but I'm on my way to doing it full-time. It'll um, happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I, I won't rush it. I'm going to allow God to lead and guide it. Absolutely. And just trust those steps. Because if I go out there on my own, just trying to make it happen, I'll right. be in a You're poor You're learning household. along the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I do it. I do it part time. I do it um, mostly Saturday, Sundays are my are my busy days. Of course, Saturday is the big busiest day for anything. Weddings, makeup, mm-hmm. birthday party, whatever people get makeup for. Like Saturdays are the right. biggest days. Um, Sunday is probably the second biggest day. Um, okay. And then because of the pandemic, we've had a lot. I've had a lot of clients who were booking during the week because doing photo shoots has been a big thing. Yeah. Um, because of the pandemic and people can't do what they want to do. So a lot of people yeah. are like, you know what, I'm going to have a photo shoot. I'm going to commemorate this birthday or whatever it is and yeah. do something for me. So because um, of that isolation thing and having to kind of be isolated, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of people doing photo shoots. So so that's yeah. kind of what it is. I remember asking you or telling you uh, years ago, I think it may have been for my 40th birthday or before that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have you do my makeup. I'm going to have a photo shoot for my 40th birthday. Yeah. And I didn't because never did it. Because at some point along the way, I wasn't excited about turning 40. Oh, I was like, yeah. I was like eh. yeah. So I didn't do anything really. I mean, my friends and I, we had a party, but I was like, yeah. hey, Okay. You wasn't in the right mindset to do it. Like, oh, no, um, I don't even want to celebrate this day. (laughs) Yeah. And I love taking pictures. I love photos. And I don't really wear a lot of makeup. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I was like, that'll be something fun, something different. Right. 
45 came around and life was happening. So I I still haven't done it, but I still want to do it. And I was like, I don't want to wait until I'm 50, but. Oh no, you don't have to. I just, the way my life is set up. Right. It just it might be that long to get it done. I just had a lady, I think, um, probably a couple months ago who did like a 53rd birthday and she went all out. Like people mm-hmm. are like, because of the pandemic, people are just celebrating life more so yes. than they are like they would. Uh, like, you know, again, of course, the milestone birthdays are what you do all the big stuff for, you know, that kind of stuff. But people just celebrate. Like, I'm glad I made it through last year. And she was actually yes. a COVID survivor. She had, she was mm. hospitalized and on a respirator. Like, she had done all of that. And she was like, I told the Lord, if I make it to this next birthday, I'm celebrating full out. And that's what she did. She did this huge photo shoot. And it was like a 53rd birthday or something like that. Okay. But she was just celebrating life. And we have, and that that's really been kind of the, the, the going climate and path that people have been taking is that they've just been like, I'm so I'm, I don't care what birthday this is. I'm, I'm doing something, you know, I'm just commemorating mm-hmm. that I'm here. So yeah, yeah. It's, been, it's been a big change. It's been a good change though. Yeah. So I do have some questions from people who listen to the show and I'm going to get to those. But first, I wanted to address the people who are not into makeup like me. Now I feel like I have to put on something, some foundation or something just to smooth things out. But I grew up, my dad, he wasn't about makeup. He was like, you look like a clown with all that stuff on your face. Yeah. Yeah. And I know people who wear makeup, but they take it off. They look totally different. So yeah. when I wear it, I don't want to. I like the natural look. Oh, yeah. Basically. Yeah. So I don't want to look like I'm wearing makeup per se. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the. Yeah. I do you like some color, but yeah. So yeah, more so a flawless canvas. I mean, and if you look at me right now, like I have on makeup, but mm-hmm. I I've put on so minimal amount of makeup just so I can cover up like some little flaws or some discoloration or hyperpigmentation and darkness mm-hmm. in my skin. I put a little bit of color on my cheek just to give me a little bit of color. I mm-hmm. put a little powder on just to set my makeup so that after I put my little foundation on so my makeup ain't running and getting all over my mask or whatever I don't even have anything on my eyes I, I think I, I feel in my eyebrow a little bit but my I look very very natural with what I've got going on you know so mm-hmm. um, I would say uh, the to address the people who don't wear makeup I would say almost not to not to even be funny but just come out of the the thought the almost kind of the prehistoric thoughts that people have about makeup because it has evolved. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we went from, you know, daddy saying you ain't wearing that mess. You, mm-hmm. you, you know, you, what you want to look like a street walker? Like that's the, that's the old school mentality that people, you used know, to think. let me tell you something funny. My granny only wore red lipstick. She had the deep red, 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 like on her dresser. You, yes, every shade of red, ma'am. Yes. All of yes, it, ma'am, along with her wigs. So, you know, yes. we used to try to play in her makeup. But on the other end, my other grandma was like, now, nah, mind you, we're Deltas. 
I like red. Right. I'm wearing red. Right. Street walkers wear red. Yep. What? Yep. Wait what a minute. Did. I'm like, look yep. here, grandma. Let me tell you something. Right, right. <laughs> but it was a stigma around yeah. wearing red. It, it truly, I mean, it was a stigma mm-hmm. around wearing red. And it was a stigma around wearing makeup because yeah. people thought that meant the, those were the, the women of the night. That's what that yeah. kind of stuff yes. was like. That was that old stereotype. That is no longer the the world that we live in at all. Like, I mean, it, it, it's just not. Um, one of the things I, I say is to wear makeup to enhance beauty. That's what we want to do. And yeah. that's, what you, that's what you are absolutely describing is I want to wear something that's going to kind of cover, give me a little coverage, but I don't want to look overdone. I don't want to mm-hmm. look made up you know, completely. And that's the thing that's, it's really a fine line. Uh, And I tell people all the time, especially when I have clients who say, you you know, because people like to kind of haggle you for your prices. I'm not one, I don't haggle for prices. Like Mm -hmm. it's like the goodwill, you can't, I'm not going up and down (laughs) on my prices. When you come to me, I got a set price. But people think, if they say, well, let me, I want to get some natural makeup. Well, how much you charge? Well, it's the same charge if I put 12 color on you because Actually, doing natural makeup is harder than it is to do the makeup where I'm applying multiple steps on you because, really? oh yeah, it is because the thing is, is that you're applying something to your skin that is going to add kind of more so like a layer of something. So mm-hmm. the more that I'm applying it, the more I've now got to kind of smooth it out. I've got to do, you know, I've got to do what I've got to do to make it look natural. Now, you know, because you've seen my work that that's really more so my, my I'm more of a natural glam mm-hmm. type of makeup artist. Um, my clientele is probably women 35 and up. That's probably my mm-hmm. normal clientele. Um, so I don't have most of the younger girls until like prom season. Then I have right. of younger girls and that kind of stuff. To, um, but I mostly have my most of my clientele is probably 35 and up. Okay. And I would say probably the majority of them are over 40. Um, so they are wanting to to be very flawless in their look. Um and you can do that. You have to find what works for you. So right. it's almost kind of it, the, the, that kind of stigma kind of goes with having a dating a man and have being in a bad relationship and saying, I'm giving up on me. I'm done with him. I ain't, I ain't dealing with him no more. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like we kind of put these absolutes on makeup. Like uh-uh, she look crazy. I ain't doing that. I ain't wearing no makeup because I don't want to look like her. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> like you have women who are very over the top with it. You right. had women who were very, very over the top and they love the makeup look. They love to look made up. Um, and then you have women who are wanting to just cover and, and just kind of give themselves a then you got me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, you know, there's just a very fine line um, with what you want to do and how you want to do it. And you can wear makeup and still look like yourself, not look yeah. made up, not look like a drag queen. Like, you know, some right. people do the over top thing and they be like, oh, look like a drag queen. You make makeup what you want it to be. 
So a lot of people don't, because of those stigmas that have plagued us in the past, that the way we were kind of brought up and thought about things, a lot of women, older women, just like, I don't, I'm not wearing makeup. I don't do anything. I literally had um, my oldest client. I think she was probably about 73 or four or something at the time. It was about two years ago. I did makeup for her daughter and, Mm -hmm. and it was the mother of the bride and she had never worn makeup in her life in <laughs> 70 some years she had never worn makeup or anything and so she wanted to get her makeup done for her daughter's wedding mm-hmm. and when she got her makeup done when I tell you I think I got the video on my Instagram page I think I got her pictures and everything that lady was so like when I tell you she said go all out like do whatever you're gonna do she oh, had okay. a she wore oh. lashes she said I, I want all of it is what she said. She said, I've never done it. I want all of it. And baby, I gave her the the simplest lash, um, the most muted color eye. She had very, you know, of course, kind of very, you know, African-American women, Black women, we have a lot of high cheekbones. cheekbones. Beautiful high cheekbones, but her skin had a little, had some wrinkling in it. Um, she had kind of more so the little, um, what do you call it? Not necessarily moles, but they used to call them like liver spots and that kind yeah. of thing. She had those all over her face and that kind of stuff. I didn't do a whole lot of covering and trying to uh, to to hide those spots and that kind of stuff. Like I wanted all of it to show if it was going to show. Right. I used a very sheer makeup. Um, I used a little powder on her. I did everything that I needed to do just to to just give her something to just clear her canvas and allow her just just face to show through. And baby, she loved it. She was Uh, so outdone in her video um, when she first looked at herself. She couldn't do nothing but just start laughing. She was just (laughs) like, wow, I cannot believe this is me. She was like, I have never looked this good in my life. Like she was a pretty old lady. She was a beautiful older lady too. I fell in love with her. She probably is my favorite client to this day. Um, And she looked absolutely amazing. She literally would not let them touch her the rest of that day. (laughs) Like, don't hug me. Don't mess up my makeup. Like, she was on a whole other level. So when I tell you, like, that is so much of the reason that I do what I do, like, just Mm. to get those reactions out of people. Yeah. Um, There are some people who don't like what I do. Like, literally, I'm not everybody's makeup artist. I'm not that naive to think that I can satisfy everybody. I've had some people be like, oh, I don't like this. Take this. It's too much. This is so sad. And I'm just like, okay, no problem. Let's do, you know, whatever you want. I don't want you to get out of my chair and be dissatisfied right. after you pay me to do your makeup. So, um, but at the same time, I mean, I live for someone to have that reaction that they absolutely oh, I love themselves. And makeup artists for me it turned into at first was just learning how to do makeup mm-hmm. now that I know how to do makeup my job is a makeup artistry this job in me angelic faces makeup artistry is a ministry to me it's way more than just doing makeup and making pretty faces what I do know is that people get in my chair and they talk to me about stuff they haven't talked to anybody about mm. um People need, they need an outlet. I work in a very beautiful studio. It's gorgeous in there. Um, If you've ever been, you have to come by Tanya and see it. But it makes people walk in. It makes you feel, it it gives you a feeling just like, Mm. oh my gosh, you know, we come in, they come in. Do you want any water? Do you want this? You know, that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. 
um, you know, it's just me. It's just me time. You're talking about teachers and, yeah. and mothers who have three and four kids and a husband and they work 50 hours a week and that kind of stuff. And they get one or two hours to themselves to come and sit in a chair and allow somebody to just beautify them and have somebody who have a listening ear. Um, mm-hmm. I literally pray for my clients before I touch their faces. Okay. Um, like it is, it is a ministry to me. You know, it's more than just a job. It has become a ministry. I've, I'm, I've learned how to do makeup. I'm above just doing makeup. Like I'm literally knowing that Lord, whoever I go to and see today, you know, a lot, use me however it is that you're going to want to use me. I'm not forcing mm-hmm. God on anybody. I, I believe my Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. I know that I'm not forcing him on anybody, but I pray for my people. I have multiple brides that I have already signed contracts with. Mm-hmm. I've been praying for them and their husbands before we even get to their wedding day, you know, okay. because I know it's necessary. And I know that's the purpose. That's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is he didn't just give me skills for me to be the baddest makeup artist in St. Louis, which I need right. to be there outside of St. Louis. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, he gave me these skills so that I may be able to do his work through this. You know, this is more so an avenue for him exactly. to be able to use me and glorify him in the process. So that's that's my whole reason for doing what I'm doing. So is that how you came up with the name? Partially the reason for angelic faces? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it used to be makeup by Tennille and it just sounded real right. still to me. Um, <laughs> it was it was it just felt unoriginal to me. Mm-hmm. And so years ago I did switch over to angelic faces because um that was I, I just wanted to kind of glorify God and what I do and you know so yeah that was that was part of the reason that I changed the name good mm-hmm. and yeah. since I'm a therapist I always talk about self-care yes. and if they only get that one hour to come in with you yes that is self-care yes it is, it is completely self-care I mean people get in the chair and they start falling asleep I was going to say that that would be my mom. My mom, she goes to sleep. It, that's how you know she's relaxed. Yes. Yes. I Let mean, her go get her done. She's out. She gone. Yeah. And it's also a, a, a feeling of safety. You know, you don't fall yeah. asleep places where you don't feel safe. It's yeah. also it's a compliment that people will get in my chair, even though I have to be like, OK, I need to turn your head a little bit. But you know, they'd be like, oh, I'm so sorry. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like, don't worry about it. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm turn you how I need you to turn. But it is it is a true form of self care. It's like going to get your nails done and your hair mm-hmm. done. Anything else, it is a form of self care. Definitely more than anything in the world, it is and it's necessary. Like we as women, we really have to stop making taking care of ourselves the exception. And Absolutely. Have to. If that means saving up some money to get some makeup done because you never had it done, do that. Book your appointment. Do something you've never done. Um, You know, experience something. I have so many women. I have a lot of women who who kind of downplay their beauty because of their husbands and that kind of stuff or their boyfriends. I hear a lot of people, don't don't do so-and-so on me because he don't like that. He don't Mm. like that. And I'm just like, what do you like? Yeah. What do you like? Like this, this yeah. isn't this, this isn't about him. He he's not wearing a makeup. Like, you know, I, and, and of course, especially like brides who, you know, you want your husband to be 
looking at you. But if he got just got a problem with your makeup on on you, when you walk down that aisle, he focusing on that's the a wrong whole, thing. That's a whole different issue. Yeah, that's a whole nother issue. If all he can focus on is your makeup, like, ooh, you right. got on some red lipstick, like, right? What? You know. But you know, women, um, we have we have been stunned in our idea of what beauty is. Beauty is not makeup. It definitely, I could tell you that all day long. Beauty is not makeup. Um, it, it, it is not, it, it enhances makeup should always enhance what you already have. And that's, that's what makeup is. It should be an enhancement of what you've already have, but, um, you know, people have made makeup be the end all be all, you know, like, Oh, I can't be seen without my makeup. I can't do this. And I used to almost have that stigma too, because, and it was never because of someone, saying something to me but I always thought because I was a makeup artist you should see me look like a makeup artist at all times I should you shouldn't catch mm-hmm. me you shouldn't see the dark spots I got under my eye and right. so that's how I used to think about things and I had to get out of that like y'all need to know that I look like y'all without my makeup too you know what I'm saying like right I'm I when you see me and I kind of I look flawless that's good but at the same time when I take this stuff off I look like y'all as well you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I just know how to do my makeup. But at the same time, I'm ain't nothing wrong with your natural beauty. You, you beautiful. It is what it, it is. Right. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, beauty is only skin deep. If you exactly. not right on the inside, Ooh. it don't matter. You can have on all the makeup. Okay. All of it. All of it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, look, I was gonna say, y'all think I went off on 12 tangents, so I, I answered uh-uh. what question, but I think I answered about 12 of them that you didn't ask. <laughs> that's okay. Now, see, that's what a podcast is it's a conversation, <laughs> so it doesn't necessarily have to be boom, 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 it's not necessarily right. scripted, it's right? A good conversation, and yeah, I'm yeah. really enjoying this conversation because yeah. that's part of what my podcast is about total health, life yeah. lessons and yeah. music so yeah. yeah total health is self-care mm-hmm. and that's what I was going to say maybe you can speak to it more just for natural beauty especially as you get to be my age you have to take care of your skin drink oh, your yeah. water yeah Tanya yeah. drink your water see I got <laughs> mine you. right here Neil, <laughs> I like it, but water flushes like out all the imp- right. <laughs> but water flushes out the impurities, and when you start to get, you know, acne and all of that, and so yeah, that I do know helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you another thing about, it, especially as we become aging beauties, our kids are probably going; to, they're going to be more set up going forward in dealing with beauty than what we were and what our parents taught us and Mm -hmm. their parents didn't teach them, you know, and that kind of stuff. So those definitions of beauty trickle down. I mean, it it trickles down just like any, anything else. Um, And we're redefining beauty, you know, Mm -hmm. more so now than what we used to be. Um, But I will tell any woman who is aging, um, who's getting older, if you're getting in your forties and that kind of stuff, good makeup only works on good skin. And Mm. I'll tell you why I say that I could take all the makeup in the world and put it on top of some skin that is bad. And it's still going to look like bad makeup, Mm. (laughs) like really and truly, you know what I'm saying? So what I tell people is 
If you want to start wearing makeup, start doing the skincare more so than anything. The reason why my makeup looks more natural is I actually use, take the time and buy the products that I put on my clients to prep their skin properly before I apply makeup. So if you just take foundation, you just put foundation on top of your skin, you'll never come out with the outcome that you necessarily want because the canvas is is messed up. If if an artist has a canvas, if his canvas is flat, he can he can do all the color, he can do everything. But if he has any type of bump or any type of imperfection in that canvas, then you'll see that in the outcome of their work. And the same thing for our skin. You want to begin to work on the canvas. So part of self-care that I tell ladies to do is have the proper skincare regimen. And you'll hear about that a lot. That's the big thing going now, especially when you talk about makeup is mm-hmm. skin prep, skincare. I teach class about skin prep. Um, one of the bigger things is, is that especially with women of color, we don't, we were not taught that we need to wear sunscreen. Sunscreen. You, you need go. a Lisa SPF 30. That's the name. That's what it is. You need to apply at least a SPF 30 on your face every day. And I, my dermatologist told me that. Mm-hmm. So you need to, yes, yes, ma'am. So I wear it every day. Lisa 30 on your skin. And that can come in different forms. So you don't have to necessarily go out and buy just a sunscreen. You mm-hmm. can buy products that have SPF in them and they right. add up to a 30. So if I've got a, um, I have a, a face cream that I use. It is my, wait a minute, who is it? Peter Thomas Roth, R-O-T-H. He has a face cream that I use, a moisturizer that I use, and it has SPF 30 in it. It's a thick, thick cream. It takes me a long time to use it. It's great for women who have, um, it's great for women who have dry skin. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also good for women who, if you have an oily skin, like you don't, you're not, it's not that when you have oily skin, you're not supposed to put anything on your skin. You are supposed to put something on your skin. You just need to use something that's based for oily skin. You are always supposed to moisturize, even if you have oily mm-hmm. skin, there's a difference between oil and moisture. And I teach that in my class mm. as well. Um, but like I use that, it's a SPF 30 and it's in a face cream. I don't even have to go and buy a sunscreen because I'm already using my face cream. Um, I have a tinted moisturizer that has like an SPF 15 in it. Okay. Um, you I've know, had something so, like that before. Yeah. Yeah. And what used to happen, one of the reasons that, especially back in the years ago, um, SPF will, what happens is, especially like makeup artists, we used to literally almost kind of hate SPF using it because what it does is that it has a reflective quality. This is the reason oh. why you're using it as a sunscreen. It's mm. because the sun rays come down, they hit your face and it begins to cause the darkness. It begins to call, you know, if you got dark under eyes and that kind of stuff and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff in your face, even for Caucasian women where they are more susceptible to having more so of the skin cancer, not that we can't get it, but because of their mm-hmm. skin being lighter, their the sun damage is greater to the lighter complexions because they don't have the melanin and the different uh, things that are in their skin to help uh, help them block some of that damage that the sun does. Mm-hmm. Um but the sun comes, the rays hit your face 
And the sunscreen is literally a reflective quality that reflects that sun away from your face. So the that all of that sun that is hitting you is not absorbed into your skin. That's what the, mm, that's what okay. the sunscreen is. And that's why they call it sunscreen. It's a screen. It's like a blockage so that, right. that the sun rays don't damage your skin. Mm-hmm. Um so what it also does in makeup is a reflective quality. So it's hitting your face and the sunscreen is reflecting it off. What it used to do also is that it used to reflect off and it used to make a white cast. When you would do okay. makeup back in the day, you have like this white cast when you would take a picture and people would be looking crazy like, oh, they got oh. SPF in it. So they've come a long way, even with SPF, that you can put it on in different products and that kind of stuff. And you can't even tell them on the picture now. Like the technology with makeup is amazing. Like, mm. And it has to keep evolving because technology keeps growing with like the cameras and the TV cameras. And I mean, now you get stuff in 8D and what, I don't even right. know all the Bs they got. Like <laughs> right. 5D, 4D, 8D, 3D, like all these Bs, <laughs> they got cameras. Like it is, it's just crazy. It's the kind of mind boggling how, much the technology is picking up and if you know if you got a really good tv and you got the the whatever the wi-fi and all that kind of stuff hooked up as as it seemed like people almost walking outside of the tv if you got the right thing going on and you can see so much now on on camera um but like so that's what sunscreen does and it's necessary it is a it's necessary in our daily skincare regimen is to put it on before you leave out the house and expose yourself to any kind of sun rays. Because if you're dealing with like dark, what we call hyperpigmentation, which is just a dark spot, mm-hmm. it's darkening the pigment in your skin. So if you have dark under eyes and somebody mm-hmm. be like, oh yeah, you got hyperpigmentation. Or if you have dark spots on your face, they call it hyperpigmentation. It's just a darkening of your pigment. Um, okay. And so, um, you know, so actually the sun does damage. It causes that to continue to get worse. And so we were never taught that as, as Black women for the most part. You know, mm-hmm. we were never taught about that. Our parents didn't know. Our moms didn't know to teach us or whatever. So the internet and 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 stuff being on social media and that kind of stuff has been a blessing to teach us about different things that we never yeah. knew anything about. Um so I would tell you another thing that I use that is absolutely amazing is hyaluronic acid. I've and heard of that. Hyaluronic acid, H-Y-A-U-L-O-R-I-N. That's hyaluronic, H-Y-A-U-L, something, whatever. I'll tell you later. I keep trying to say it on my own, but hyaluronic acid. So now that I say it, you li- when you look at TV, you'll see so yeah, many I've commercials. I've heard of it. Yes, yeah, I hear it all the time. All- yes, it's on so many things. Hyaluronic acid and what it is, and I tell everybody, it is absolutely, it's almost kind of one of the things that we didn't know that we need, that we need. Mm-hmm. Um, it is great for moisture. It almost holds like a hundred times its water weight in what, what it does. So it is a, um, it uh, puts moisture into your skin. It allows your skin oh. to be to observing moisture. Hyaluronic acid is used in a ton of different ways. It is actually, our body naturally produces it. 
Okay. It's more so found in like our eyes and like in the in the the flow of our joints, our elbow knee, you know, our mm. joints and that kind of stuff. Hyaluronic acid is already in our body. As we grow older, we lose it. Okay. So, uh, and and what it is is like they even use it now in. I mean, they use it when they do like knee surgeries and that kind of stuff. They put it in uh, in your joints and that kind of stuff because. What is more so than anything is that that bone on bone, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that rub and you got to now you got to get surgery They're They're putting moisture and a barrier in that and they put it in, oh. infuse it in those type of things. And it really does the same thing with our skin. It basically gives us this moisture. It allows our skin to be more moist. You put it on, it begins to kind of give you a little bit more plumpness to your skin. It takes some of the dryness out of your skin. So it's almost adding back into your skin what we're losing on kind of a regular basis but it's absolutely amazing um I love to use it um it has more of a long-term effect like you're not going to use it today and be like oh I see a difference like no it's not it's not that kind of thing it's something that you just put in your put in your regimen every day and it's not expensive it's not an expensive thing to use because I'll tell you exactly what to use um get um there's a company called the ordinary okay they have hyaluronic acid and it's in a little, I don't have it right here with me, Tyash. So is I it should, like oh, a, a serum? Yeah, it's like a serum. Okay. Um, I don't know if you could even see it, but you see yeah. it's got a little eye drop, drop, a uh, little eye drop. It's a clear, um, it comes out completely clear. It's a little okay. bit slimy feeling. Um, I'm trying to. Let me put myself so I can see what I'm doing, so I can see what you're seeing. So it's just a clear liquid, and it goes on. And so a little goes a long way. Just or? a little bit goes a long way. You put it on at night before, after you clean your face and get ready to go to bed. Put a little bit on at night when you clean your face in the morning. Do whatever before you put on your makeup. You put it on in the morning as well. It is a serum. Okay. Um, but you can get it in different ways. Like I also have, if you, um, if anyone knows, like Mario Badescu. They have like uh, these, you can get the ordinary at Ulta. Um, I think you can probably get it at Sephora as well. Um, I know Mario Badescu, you can get get that at both Ulta and Sephora as well. But Mario Badescu has a hyaluronic acid dew drops or something. Those are more expensive than the ordinary. This bottle from the ordinary is about $7 probably. Okay. And that's like a two ounce bottle? Yeah, it's a... Girl, now you got to make me use these bad eyes. My eyes didn't used to be bad like that. I used to joan on people who couldn't see. And now I'm one of them. It says 30 milliliters, one fluid. No, this is where? Do they say one or two? One fluid ounce. Okay. It's yeah. 2%. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's 2%. Um, well, wait a minute. Yeah. 2% hyaluronic acid in there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, and that's what that's kind of the going percentage in all of those serums. Some of them you'll find where they got a little bit higher uh, percentage, but that two percent is pretty much. Uh, I would tell anybody is, is you're wanting to go to to find out about skincare and that kind of thing. Like I saw, I do classes. Of course, we do kind of skincare classes where I show you how to prep your skin, and then I show you how to apply your foundation and that kind of stuff. How often do, do you do the classes? classes. I do the class. I, I I would say I probably have been doing them quarterly um, okay. because they're virtual. Um, so normally I'll set up and and I'll advertise for like three classes. So I'll do like a eye and uh, like an eyeshadow and an eyebrow class. Um, I normally only do two features per class because I have like so many people and everybody's on a different like 
skill level. level. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Everybody's on different skill levels. So um, when I do the class, I have to narrow it down to just a couple features so we can go through it properly because everybody's on different levels. Okay. Um, so, but yeah, I do it probably like quarterly. So actually I'll probably do one in March. Um, so yeah, I would tell anybody uh, to definitely, if you're interested in classes and getting some skills and techniques um, to follow my Instagram page, um, which you'll put it on there, Tanya. Um, yep. You can like Angelic put it on there. Angelic Faces M-U-A. Yeah, it's uh, it's MU Artistry. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. MU Artistry. Angelic, yeah, Angelic Faces MU Artistry. Yeah, I think someone else has MUA. So I had to add something else to it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody else had like MUA, Angelic Faces MUA or something. Don't go to her. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> she is mm-hmm. not me. <laughs> Don't no. be fooled. Is MU Artistry. Yeah. Angelic Faces MU Artistry on uh, Instagram. But I put a, anytime I have a class or anything, I put that up. That's it's like I do a lot of the, um, you know, posting of the pictures of my work. Um, mm-hmm. A ton of clients that I haven't even posted their pictures because I just have not had time to make the videos. So okay. it, it takes me takes me time to do that. Um, but that's where I'll probably put the most up to date information at. OK. And I did see I didn't get a chance to actually purchase but you sell brushes makeup brushes as well well yes and no um okay was that just a special you had yeah what it was is that I did I did um for Christmas around the Christmas time Black Friday Christmas I did a makeup kit Mm -hmm. It was a $97 makeup kit. And when I tell you, it had everything in there. Only thing it didn't have was a bottle of foundation because I couldn't match up people's foundation and sell it to them. Like I can't match Mm -hmm. your foundation up um, unless I see you face to face. So what it was is that it was a big kit. They got eyeshadow palette, blush palette. They got... um, um, Was uh, it lip color? Yeah, they got like four lip colors. They got two lipsticks and two lip glosses. Um, they got a palette for the cream, um, concealer. Um, they got a palette for the powder, um, the powder, uh, the pressed powders. And so the palette had like eight to 10 different colors. So you had a huge shade range in between it. And it was, it was really geared toward makeup artists. That's what it was like. The beginning makeup artist kit is what I called it. And so that's why everything that I that I had in there was really like a big variety of range mm-hmm. of, of colors. Um, but when I tell you literally no one who bought that kit was a, an aspiring makeup artist. It was all individual ladies. who I started to, to I started I to get one. And laughing. I was like, this is supposed to be for makeup artists. Like everybody who bought the kit was women who wanted to learn how to do their own makeup. Um, they got the uh, like, so like these are, the these are like lip gloss. glitters. These are actually liquid eyeshadows, but it's okay. a glitter eyeshadow. They got a couple of those. Like it was a ton of stuff. They got um setting spray, like a facial oh, spray. Yeah. The mist that you spray, spray on. Yeah, like they got the Mario Badescu of uh, uh Tony spray. Like it was a ton of stuff in this in this kit for $97. And then we also, I put them into a Facebook group. And so okay. we had like a 30, actually it ended up turning into a 60 day because people purchased okay. later. And so, and also I did a, uh, like an hour and a half class with them to teach them how to use the stuff that was in their kit. 
So look, I'm telling a, you, it was in my uh, cart. I was like, yeah. I need this because it came with all the brushes because yeah, and then the you brushes. got the class because yeah. technically that's part of my issue. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. which brush. If you watch somebody yeah. do makeup, they got this brush and this yeah. is the blending brush. And this is the, I'm like, well, what? <laughs> the concealer brush. Okay. Yeah, so you use that so with the concealer. It like and- five, yeah. It was like five different brush, five or six different brushes that was in the kit as well. So they got all the brushes. We went over how they used them, all of that kind of stuff. I do not have that kit anymore because I was able to get it from my vendors. Mm-hmm around like Black Friday for the very discounted price, which is why I was able to offer that at like $97. Okay. I probably had to change trade charge another $50 if I was to buy it from the vendors now because mm-hmm. they're not selling it at that price. So that's the only reason I end up coming up with that. The thought okay. of even doing it is because I got all this information from my vendors and they were like, oh, we got to sell on this. We gotta sell. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was the deal. Like I, I can't offer that for that price ever again, unless my vendors offer to me at that price. again. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Teesside podcast. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at the Teesside podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. So you don't miss any of the episodes. And be sure to tell a friend about the show. Until next time.